Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holleran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Thank you to Flowdesk for supporting the Detail Diary podcast. Before discovering Flowdesk, I struggled with finding inspiration to design emails. All of the email providers I used looked unprofessional and outdated. Flowdesk was founded by two women with simplicity and style in mind. Imagine no algorithm, no engagement, no third-party social platform, just your content and your message sent directly into your customer's inbox whenever you want. I have a link for you to try Flowdesk today and see for yourself how incredible it is. After your 30-day free trial, you can lock yourself in at 50% off of your monthly subscription forever. All of the features, no limits, just for $19 a month. Enjoy a 30-day free trial on me, no credit card needed. Just visit detailsandswirls.com slash pages slash flowdesk to find your free offer. Or visit the show notes linked in the description of the podcast for the direct link. Hello and welcome to episode number 38 of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Holleran, and today we are going to be chatting all about identifying and attracting your ideal client for your business. I mentioned this topic a few episodes ago. I'm not exactly sure which episode I briefly touched on this, but soon after that episode, I knew I wanted to record an episode fully devoted to this topic because it is so important and I feel like it's often not really talked about that much when in reality, it's one of the main areas of creating a successful business because you, of course, have to understand your ideal client and who you are selling to in order to sell. (laughs) Now, I will say that this is much easier said than done. I don't think that there are any businesses out there that have this portion of the business nailed down immediately when they first start. It's something that we're continually focusing on and trying to really hone in on and develop as our business continues. Back in episode 20 of the podcast, I chatted all about pivoting your business and niching down and all different things that go along with that. And I think that identifying and attracting your ideal client goes hand in hand with niching down your business because a lot of times when we are just starting, especially us as small business owners, creative business owners, we don't pigeonhole ourselves when we first start off our business, which is a good thing because we want to keep our options open. But in many cases, that makes it a little bit difficult for us to maybe identify one specific ideal client because we haven't quite niched our business down yet. And that is completely fine. Again, this is something that is ongoing and continuing. So I don't want anyone listening to feel discouraged that they may not have pinpointed an ideal client because they're still exploring lots of different areas of the business. And that is perfectly fine. In fact, that is what 
I personally think you should be doing before you jump into one specific category and pinpoint one specific ideal client without kind of testing the waters and seeing what works best for your business. Even now with my business, my ideal client has really changed pretty drastically, I would say, over time just within the different things that I've been doing in my business and how I've pivoted. And I even have a couple different ideal clients just with the different things that I have going on in my business. So I don't have it quite perfectly figured out yet either, but it's definitely something to just continually keep in the back of your head as you are niching down and pivoting through everything that goes on back end on the business. So first, let's just start off with identifying your ideal client. Now, a lot of times, especially for us as small business owners, we start our businesses out of a passion that we personally have. Maybe we picked up a skill like lettering, for instance, or maybe we're making candles or something that maybe started as a hobby and then develops into a business. So a lot of times when when we start, our ideal client can be ourselves, which sounds a little bit self-centered and silly, but I know when I was going through this exercise trying to identify my ideal client, I was going through and answering all of the questions that I'm going to run through in just a minute, and I felt silly because I was describing myself through all of the questions that I was answering, which does make sense because, as I just mentioned, a lot of times we start our businesses based on a passion that we have, but when you also think about small business and branding and personal branding and a lot of the things that we've talked about before on the podcast, it makes sense that we want to attract an ideal client that is similar to us because we are pouring a lot of us into our own businesses, if that makes sense. It sounds really self-centered, but in reality, that is the case. I bet you're listening and thinking about your business and probably thinking that your ideal client is probably similar to you. And if they are not, again, that's totally fine. You may have a business where maybe you don't include too, too much of your personal brand into your business and kind of keep that separate from the marketing of your own products and services and things like that. So with that in mind, let's dive in and actually run through how to identify your ideal client. I took a course, I believe it was a year or so ago, and a good amount of the course had this exercise in it all about identifying your ideal client, and it really helped me. This is when I was identifying my ideal client for Detailed Threads Boutique, which is a little different from my ideal client for the podcast, which is different for my ideal client for Details and Swirls. We got a lot going on over here, but I really enjoyed the exercise that I went through, so I figured I would do something a little bit similar here to help you all try and navigate and figure this out. So we basically want to create an avatar of our 
client. We want to get as specific as possible, even though it seems silly because all of this is just kind of (laughs) make-believe. But we want to actually describe the person that we are selling to. So first and foremost, how old are they? I think that that's a pretty standard question in terms of trying to figure out your ideal audience is what age range you are marketing towards. And you don't have to pick one specific age, you know, maybe it's 25 to 35 or 30 to 45, you know, whatever the case may be for your business, you could even reach a wider range than that. I know that for my personal business, I have a very wide age range from my customers. So try your best to pick what you personally are marketing towards. So in my situation, even though I may get orders from people who are a little bit younger or a little bit older, I strategically am marketing towards that 25 to 35 age group. So think in your head of your products or services that you offer and what age range you think works best for your business and you can jot that down. The questions are going to get more and more specific as we go through them. So I'll kind of just run through these questions and you can of course answer them for yourself. I will leave them listed in the show notes if you wanna just grab them so that you can copy them over and type them out in an area all in one. And you can even create your own questions to answer if you think of any more. These were just ones I thought of off the top of my head that I think are important to consider. So where does your ideal client live? Do they live in the city or do they live in the suburbs or the country? How much money do they make and what do they do for work? I know that's an uncomfortable question, but in reality, we need to consider that. Are we selling products or services that are at a really high price point? If so, We can't be marketing towards someone who is looking for more of a budget option because that's not going to work for our business. On the flip side, if we're selling products for a budget price and that is the basis of our business is affordability and lower pricing and we're marketing towards someone who maybe is spending their money at a higher price point, it's not really going to align. So definitely something to consider. And again, that can evolve and change as your business evolves and change as all of these questions can. It's always a constant revolving door. Where do they shop? What are their hobbies and interests? What do they do for fun? Really getting to know this person. And again, A lot of times you're probably going to end up listing out the things that you like to do for fun or maybe where you shop because a lot of times our ideal client is very similar to ourselves, but just list everything out because as you'll see, once we start talking into attracting your ideal audience and client, these things are going to come into play. So where do they shop? What do they do for fun, hobbies and interests? What stage of life are they in? I think this is a really important question to look at as well. So are they single? Are they engaged? Are they married? Do they have a family? All of the things that go along with that. Do they own a home? Do they live in an apartment? Do they have roommates? You know, 
the questions can kind of go on and on and on to really get specific, but I think those are definitely the main ones to just begin to consider when you're forming this idea for your ideal client. So go through, answer all of those questions, even if you kind of just answer them in your head. I recommend just jotting them down so that you have on paper exactly what you're aiming towards. And then over time, as your ideal client changes, you can kind of keep track of the changes, how things have grown and developed and things like that. So now that we have our ideal client identified, and maybe you have a couple ideal clients identified, that is also totally fine. The next step is to attract our ideal client. So it's no good if we just identify our ideal client without doing anything at all to draw them into our business. So how do we even start and begin to go about attracting our ideal client? There isn't really a one-step process to this, like literally everything in business. There's no one-size-fits-all formula, but I do have a couple tips that have really worked for me that I think can translate to mostly every single business out there. The main idea is to start hanging out where your ideal client hangs out. And this can, of course, come in many different forms. So you can take this literally and be in person or you can take the online approach. So we'll start off in person. I think it's really great experience to get out there and show your face in front of your ideal clients in person. So how can we do this? A lot of times this is done through craft shows or expos, fairs, you know, whatever you want to call it. I've done a couple in-person pop-up shops. I'll be the first to say that I am not a craft show market type of person. I would love to get into that realm, but for me and my business, I just really haven't dived into that yet. But I see so many of my fellow small business owners and friends doing markets every weekend and popping up in their community and really meeting so many people who are literally their ideal client in person. Now, every single person you come across if you do an event in person may not be your ideal client, but chances are a lot of people who are either walking by your table or coming to look around are going to be that ideal client that you are looking for. With everything surrounding this and everything basically in small business, this is a slow growth. So it's not like one day you're just going to hit the jackpot and the doors open up to a pool of your all of your ideal clients and that's it. It takes time to build that connection and develop and grow, but we all have to start somewhere. So I highly recommend if there is an event in person where you think your ideal client may be hanging out, definitely, definitely go. Now, switching gears to online, this is where there's more of a strategy involved and we can spend a little bit more time diving in. 
So as we just chatted, when we were identifying our ideal client, talking through all of the different questions, what they like to do for fun, where do they shop, hobbies, interests, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Those questions are going to come into play when we are trying to attract our ideal client online. So start showing up and engaging where you know your client is hanging out online. So what does that mean? (laughs) Think to yourself what types of accounts your client is following on social media. So I will give you a little bit of an example. When I first started my business, you all know that I started predominantly in wedding rentals here in Rhode Island. Now I had zero clients (laughs) at all, but I had a very clear idea for who my ideal client was. And now I had an ideal client in mind locally for my wedding rentals, but I also, at the same time that I started my business, was selling solely acrylic wedding signs through my Etsy shop. So I thought to myself, okay, let's take my ideal client for my Etsy shop. Where are they hanging out on social media? Well, one, I know that they're engaged and they're planning a wedding. So my guess is that they're following a ton of wedding accounts. So I got on and followed a bunch of wedding accounts like Style Me Pretty, Wedding Wire, and a bunch of other smaller accounts as well for overall wedding inspiration because the people following those accounts are looking for inspiration to plan their own weddings. And I would just start engaging with those accounts. So liking, commenting as much as I could on their posts that I would see that day. And again, this isn't like a golden ticket answer to attracting clients, but it puts you in the position to get in front of your ideal client. Same thing as the in-person example. You're putting yourself in that position where you're there, here I am, and if your ideal client also happens to be there, then guess what? Maybe they'll come up to your table and discover your business. Or guess what? You're online. Maybe they will see your name commenting over and over and over on all of these different accounts and click to your page and discover your business. If we never do anything to put ourselves in front of our ideal client in any way, shape, or form, it's going to be difficult to attract that person aside from just the algorithm doing it for us, which we know these days the algorithm on all social media platforms can be extremely unreliable. So another example I have is a little bit more localized, and I talk about this with my wedding rental mentees. I knew my ideal client for my wedding rentals. I knew exactly where she was getting married, the venues she was getting married at, who she was working with, you know, all the things. I had a very set ideal client in mind. So what I started doing was engaging with maybe the other vendors and venues that that ideal client may be working with for her own wedding. For local businesses, it is a little bit different because it's not just attracting that ideal client. It's also networking and creating connections in that industry and community in which you want to work in. So I actually think it is 
much, much easier to attract your ideal client if you are a local business and offering a service or doing something localized, whether it's in weddings or something along those lines. And I talk a lot about networking and everything like that in my wedding rentals mentorship because the relationships that I've created with fellow vendors and industry professionals have been invaluable to the growth of my wedding rentals side of my business. I basically attribute so many of my bookings and growth to the wonderful people that I've met within my local wedding industry. So those are just a couple examples. Another example could be, you know, again, I'll take my business again because I know it so well, but let's say I'm really focusing on my ideal client for my wooden signs. That client is probably interested in home decor. So what types of home decor accounts are they following? Do they follow any, you know, farmhouse inspiration decor accounts or where do they shop? And it may not even be for specifically home decor, but, you know, what types of stores do they shop at? Anything that is going to help you bring yourself a little bit closer to that ideal client. I mean, I'm just going to call myself out here because I did so many things when I first started off to really, really try to attract my ideal customers to my Etsy shop. I would scroll through the comments of any wedding post on any of those accounts that I follow. And especially if the account was posting, you know, some sort of signage, I would scroll through the comments and a lot of times there would be comments like, oh my gosh, I love this sign or, you know, something along those lines. I would like the person's comment and respond back to them like, Oh, I make, I make one just like it. I totally would not recommend doing that because I think that's a borderline like solicitation or whatever you want to call it. Like definitely probably don't do that. But, you know, I just had no shame in trying to find customers who I knew would love my pieces. I'm just laughing to myself now because I completely forgot that I used to do that. But hey, you know, I was really focused on putting myself in front of that ideal customer who I knew would love my shop. Now, again, wouldn't recommend going that far, but you guys get the idea of kind of a little bit of a process you can take in doing this. Now, I'm not even going to talk about targeted ads and things like that because especially starting off, I think that it is really important to just try to organically attract that ideal customer. I myself haven't even started to look into targeted ads. It's something that is on my radar and I'll definitely look into it more at some point. But in order to begin running ads and doing all of that, you need to really have your ideal customer nailed down to a T or else targeted ads aren't going to work properly because you're not going to know exactly who you need to be targeting with those ads. So That will definitely be an episode for a whole other time, maybe a year from now, or who knows whenever I will get experience in Facebook ads and all things like that. Right now, I am just holding off (laughs) 
until I feel like it is right for my business. And that is it for today's episode. So not too technical. I feel like the last few solo episodes of mine have been really heavy on the technical side of things. I feel like this one was probably a little bit of an easier listen, a little bit easier to digest. And you can jump through these questions in 10, 15 minutes and be on your way starting to attract that ideal customer. So today I am writing down in my figurative detail diary that with a little bit of extra thought and work, we are able to bring in that perfect ideal customer who is going to absolutely love and support our business. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Next week, we have a very exciting guest interview, so be sure to tune into that. And we have some new members over on the Facebook group. So if you are not part of the group, definitely be sure to join. I will leave the link in the description of this podcast. It is such a wonderful community. It has been really active lately over the past couple weeks. So many people have been asking questions and I love to see the support of everyone in that group, just really trying to help each other out and grow each other's businesses. It just makes me so happy. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode and I will chat with you all next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.